Uh, we're going to continue our series on partnership. And with partnership, what we've been saying is, as a church, we want to give you the opportunity to say, not only do I love Jesus and want to walk with Jesus, but I want to walk with Jesus with you people here at Grace Bible Church. So we've got kind of a formal process for that where there are sheets in the back and you can sign up and read our constitution and say, yeah, I want to, I want to do my walk with Jesus with you in partnership with this church. And so that's an opportunity we're giving you. Still love for you to come here and be here, even if that's not what you feel God is calling you to do. But as we've been embarking on this new thing at our church, we've been saying, what does the New Testament say about that? What does the New Testament say about different Christians walking with other Christians doing life together? We've been looking at different key passages. I want to thank Stephen last week for looking at 1 Peter. Um, And this week, we're going to be in Colossians, Colossians chapter 3, and we're going to talk about being partners in relationship, partners in relationship. So if you have a Bible, open it up to Colossians chapter 3. If you don't have a Bible, we have put some in front of you. We've got some black Bibles there. We'll be on page 984, 984 in those black Bibles. If you don't have a Bible at home, you can keep those. We have extra copies, so you're, you're welcome to keep one of those Bibles and open it up. Follow along with us, page 984, Colossians chapter 3. As we think about relationship, uh, we need to be aware of the messiness of relationship. I counsel people a lot, try to encourage people a lot that are struggling with relationships, and I think sometimes we have this fantasy idea of a good relationship equals an easy relationship. And I just kind of, I got to break it to you, human relationships are never easy, okay? Human relationships are never easy, and Paul's going to address that in this text. Human relationships are always messy. We, we watch these romantic movies where a couple wakes up and they look pretty and their breath smells nice. And you're like, that's not how human beings wake up in bed, right? Like, that's just not how it works, in real life. Messy relationships are the reality that we live with every day. Uh, We've had interns come into our staff meetings, and I think uh, they are all excited, like, I can't wait to be a part of the staff interactions at Grace Bible Church, because they're all like super Joe Godly men, and it's just going to be the biggest thrill in the world. And they come in, and they're like, that staff meeting was kind of like a painful army staff meeting, you know? Like, it just, it wasn't that awesome and spiritual. And, And so, as we relate to each other at work, in our families, right? You may look at uh, our family, see me up here preaching the Bible and think, they have a perfect family that's always happy. You know, sometimes we have struggles, right? Sometimes we have to forgive each other and be patient with each other. Actually, often we have to forgive each other and be patient with each other. We need to realize that all relationships are difficult. And the text here is addressing that, saying, yes, relationships are difficult. What do we do about it? What do we do about it? So let's look at the text. Chapter 3, It says here, chapter 3, 9 through chapter 4, 6, and we will actually get through all those verses, but I'm going to start just reading like four verses, okay? So we're just going to read a few verses to start that sets up the problem and the solution. Problem is diverse, different kinds of people. Solution is Jesus, right? So here it is, chapter 3, verse 9, he says, do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here, there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. So he says, put off the old self, the old identity, right? 
there's this old self, and now in Christ we have a new self. And he says here, meaning this place of believers putting on a new identity, here there's no more Greek and Jew. There's no, no, no more barbarian and Scythian. Scythian is like super barbarian, right? There's, there's not like all these rough types or these classy types or these poor people or rich people or this race or that race. Here we're people that need Jesus. And so here we're, we're one. So because we're one, let's now act like we're one. Let's put on this compassion that God has shown to us and then show compassion to each other. Let's bear with one another and forgive one another. So that's the foundation for relationships, and then it's going to, he's going to show how it works in like every messy direction it can go, okay? So I'm going to pray for us, uh, and then we'll look through more of the text together. Let's pray. God, thank you for giving us your word. Uh, We thank you that you speak to us through it. We believe that your word speaks with the authority and relevance of of Jesus himself, and so we, we pray that you'd help us to have ears to hear, to pay attention to what you're saying to us. And God, I know in a room this size, we all have different situations where we're struggling right now, where we're, we're hurting, uh, where we're needing to be forgiven or offer forgiveness, where we're needing to uh, be patient um, with each other, to bear with one another. God, we pray that you'd show us grace to love each other well. We thank you that you love us. We thank you that our new self is a loved self, so help us to put that on, we pray this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. So he starts with this foundation, and then he's going to kind of move through how this progresses. Like I said, we're going to get all the way through four, uh, chapter 4, verse 6, and we're just going to kind of show it moving through different phases of life. And the first thing that he's going to show us is that we should pour gospel fuel on relationships. So kind of the foundation is we're loved by God, so we should love each other, and he's going to show us how to pour that fuel of the, the gospel onto all of our relationships. So this applies to everyone. So he'll talk later on about certain kinds of relationships, and you might think, oh, well, that's not me, or I don't apply to that one. But here he's starting off just saying all relationships are messy, right? We come from all different kinds of backgrounds, and we need the gospel to be the fuel to help us to love each other well. So the gospel is the word good news in Greek, the good message. What is the gospel? What is the good message? The good message is that even though we deserve judgment, we were cut off from God, God judged Christ in our place. And so on Christ, on the cross, all of our sins were placed, and we, by faith, get the resurrection life of Jesus, right? So he's punished for our sins, and we're given the grace of Christ. We're rewarded for Christ's perfectness, right? So when God looks at us, he sees us as his dearly beloved, adopted, chosen, loved son, daughter. He, he delights in us. So that's the good news. That's the gospel. So how do we pour that like fuel on the fire. Right? Have you ever added some gasoline to a fire? You ever done that before? It's kind of dangerous. I don't recommend it. If you know my history, you know I have some fire issues in my past. Uh, fire can, uh, it can get really explosive with gasoline. But here he's saying it's good in the context of relationship to pour more gospel on the relationship, right? That's going to add more love. It's not destructive like gasoline, but it's going to add more love and more grace to our relationship. So look again at verse 12. We already read this verse, but Here's where he's really putting the meat on the bones of what it looks like to pour this gospel fuel on. He says, put on, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts. I'm going to stop there for just a second. He's going to say a lot more things that we need to put on, but he's saying, put these things on as those that are chosen and beloved by God. So my question for you this morning is, do you believe that through Christ you are chosen and beloved by God? Or do you walk in here going, I I think he's kind of ashamed of me. I think God is kind of disgusted by me. 
Because the gospel, the good news is that he loves you. He's chosen you in Christ. He, he's delighted and he's adopted you. He's brought you into his family. In Romans 5.8 it says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So he's not waiting for you to stop being disgusting. He came to you and he's cleaning you up and making you his child through Christ. So do you trust in that? Do you believe in that? We've talked over the last several weeks about the facts of the, the gospel, right? The declaration of Jesus died on the cross for you, right? And then the feelings of the gospel. Are your feelings beginning to catch up with those facts? Are you beginning to really see yourself as loved? He cherishes you. He delights in you. That's what Paul is getting at here. He's, he's saying, do all these actions as someone that God delights in. Do you believe that? Do you believe that he delights in you? Do you believe that he loves you? So he says, as one who's God's chosen one, as one who's holy and beloved, put on compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. So we put on all those things because we're loved, because he cares for us. Verse 13, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. So again, we don't forgive to get God's love. We don't bear with one another so that then God will finally be pleased with us. But we put these things on in our life. We dress ourselves in forgiveness and meekness and humility and patience with one another because God has shown that kind of patience and kindness to us first. He, he made the first move. So now it's our, our turn to then respond and make that kind of move towards other people. So just like God didn't wait for you to clean up your act to come to you, who are the people this week that you need to show patience with and meekness with and humility with? You don't need to wait for them to clean up and get everything right for you to show those things to them. Who are those people that God's calling on you to show that kind of kindness to, that kind of forgiveness, that kind of love? That's what he calls on us to do is to imitate the love that he's shown to us. And so then as we think about this, this gospel fuel, the, the good news, pouring this on our relationships, we should act out how God has acted towards us. And then he's going to give us some specific practices that are going to help us in our interactions with each other corporately. First in verse 14, he gives the kind of catch-all. Verse 14, and above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And then he's going to proceed to talking about how we teach each other 